Welcome to Laptop Gurus from 23, a brand new podcast which aims to provide a deeper level of analysis than you'll find anywhere else. Each fortnight we'll be joined by an expert guest to take a deep dive on some of the biggest stories dominating the football agenda. So you might well be wondering, why Laptop Gurus? Well, in October 2015, the Daily Mail published a piece about Liverpool's then Head of Technical Performance, Michael Edwards, the so-called Laptop Guru who did a number on Brendan Rodgers. With the explosion of data and analytics in football in the intervening years, it's safe to say that piece, and you can still find it online, hasn't aged well at all. So without further ado, our guest for the inaugural episode of Laptop Gurus is Adam Smith, data editor for Sky Sports. Adam, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Firstly then, could you just tell us a little bit about your role at Sky? What does that mean, data editor, to those that are the uninitiated? Well, initially I was a features writer and created graphics, both sort of the creative top graphics that you see on the indexes. Uh, That kind of evolved. I was very much into data visualisation when I came to Sky anyway and was kind of in charge of that area. And... What happened was, I mean, data was already getting very, very big visualization, uh, but tried to, I basically tried to make it more mainstream and sort of liberalize it across all the journalists so that they could access the data feeds that we had, but were largely inaccessible at the time, uh, and then visualize it. So initially, it was an awful lot of Adobe Illustrator work. I kind of tasked myself with automating that and allowing other people to do it so that not only is that time consuming but um it you know if i wasn't in the office other people couldn't do it yeah so the, the it's been a gradual kind of uh, first of all i was just uh, a journalist then data journalist and then data editor so now it's an awful lot of development work making things look nice it's that kind of triangular brand design readability which is obviously very mobile heavy these days Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been quite a new thing as well. So everything needs to be, you know, you're packing data into a very small space, basically. Well, it sounds like from what you're saying there, you were a very kind of early adopter of data and we've obviously seen a, a massive explosion in, in recent years and even before that in football. How how have you kind of, how aware have you been of that kind of, uh, that change and, and, and how people are interacting with Sky and the kind of the demand for data now and content more than ever. Yes, very, very, very much so. I think, um, you know, I think Sky, even before I came to Sky, which was, what, I don't know, seven years ago now, our graphics were always, you know, we, we tried to keep ahead of the curve there online. Um, I think we're right up the top now. I think the, the demand for numbers, uh, for analysis, to understand the game tactically, uh, to give an insight on transfers, for example. Yeah, the appetite, you know, exponentially grown. And yeah, and, and the battle is always to keep it simple. Things like, you know, advanced metrics and things, you know, they gradually slip into the mainstream. You don't have to put, you know, explainers all the time. The audiences are definitely becoming, uh, or they're understanding data better um, and that that goes hand in hand with also better visualization to be honest and the battle is always to simplify wherever possible absolutely well in this inaugural episode of laptop gurus we want to simplify that data i suppose as you say and and, and make it as accessible for people as possible while giving the best level of analysis and, and depth on these subjects that we can and we were going to start this week's episode off with some analysis of the Thomas Party deal, which has seen the former Atletico Madrid midfielder move to Arsenal 
uh, just over £45 million with the Gunners paying his release clause in full to the Spaniards, 27-year-old central midfielder, and he signed a long-term deal at the Emirates Stadium. Adam, can you give us just the very sort of top line, the headline on this? What sort of midfielder have, have uh, Arsenal brought to North London? Uh, a very good one, I think. Uh, 27 years old, like you say, that's sort of uh, prime time, really. Reading up on his background, he sounds uh, very humble. He's clearly very hardworking. Uh, I think what Arteta wanted was some real sort of steel in the midfield. And um, yeah, and, and looking at just numbers alone, you can see that he, he's, he, he excels at winning the ball back, interceptions, airily dominating. Um, and he really, really stands out. And he's been on the radar at Arsenal. I mean, we've been you know, tracking the link there for a very, very long time. And yeah, another Atletico midfielder coming to the Premier League. So yeah, no, it's exciting. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, not a mystery, but because he's so adaptable, I think there are still question marks as to, you know, where exactly he's going to fit. But I think, I think that that is the answer in itself in that it's, it's that, it's that adaptability that Arteta wants and that's what he provides. Yeah, certainly right. I read a piece by your colleague, Nick Wright, as Sky, and I dare say it might even be something you commissioned or, or discussed with Nick in advance, um, where he spoke to uh, one of Thomas's former youth coaches, Javi Banyos, uh, and he described him as, as much more than a defensive midfielder. How, what, what other kind of attributes does, does Thomas bring uh, to the Emirates, apart from that kind of ball-winning ability. He can run with the ball, it's tricky. Uh, he, as I said, wins back possession, uh, quick, you know, find space and set set Arsenal on the way. I think that's the plan. Obviously, the, uh, the Arsenal have got Elneny and Xhaka, uh, uh, but Partey, he, he really is that hub. Um, and he's, he's also become very much box-to-box, um, particularly last season. I mean, he's, um, he's basically covering the, the entire pitch from, you know, between the boxes, or, apart from touching the, the touch lines and, 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 you know, and maybe not so much on the left side in the opposition half, but pretty much all over the place. Um, I mean, again, looking at the underlying numbers, is it, that they really excel in the defensive metrics. So, you know, you're looking at a deep line destroyer, really, but he, he's not just sort of serving it sideways, you know, with part, little short passes. He's, um, I think it's that positional fluidity that's, um, that's, that's a regular theme. Artes himself mentioned it. Uh, I think he wants some other... Um, uh, he wants to be able to flip between a few formations. And, um, and yeah, he, uh, he, he provides that. I think um, if you look at last season, when you talk about what else he can provide, um, he's... He shot more, scored more goals. I mean, in comparison to Jacka, for example, mm. uh, more goals, created more chances, uh, twice as many dribbles. And, you know, this is a player that the primary activity is coming deep inside his own half. So, yeah, he's, he's clearly got a lot to offer up top as well. So, you know, if you put them into, a, say, a 3-4-3, three, three, you know, Arteta likes a 3-4-3 three, three at the moment. Nick, who yeah. you mentioned before, you know, I think he thinks that Arteta moving forward will will want to get rid of those three centre backs, um, and Party kind of provides that because he can shield two centre backs. I mean, as it is, he could slot alongside Jacker um, in a three four three, but he'd also fit on the right side, maybe a four three three, a four two three one, and in all of those, he could fit in really in a defensive or an attacking force, or or literally the box to box. You know doing it all so 
yeah, it's it's as I said, it's it's it, he he is definitely an attacking force as well. So, uh, and that's the intrigue there really is to see how how he'll be deployed or whether you know that versatility will will remain. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of Arsenal's existing midfield options there, Adam. Uh, obviously, Lucas Torreira moves to the Wonder. Uh, separate deal, but obviously very clear that it's kind of the replacement. How do you how do you think he he differs to the Uruguayan who was very much brought in to to kind of rat around and win the ball back? It, it strikes me that he can do quite a bit more, uh, perhaps in possession party. Yeah, I think it's always important to see. There were a lot of question marks, you know, coming to the Premier League with Torreira, and um, and he was hyped up, and you know, and he is a very good player. I mean, you could, he's he's got a big heart, that's for sure. I think. You know, I, th- I think Partey definitely, you know, he's, he's clearly going to win the aerial challenge. You know, they are different players. I think Partey, you know, coming from Atletico, he's used to that idea of solidity. You know, they're a defensive unit. And he's typically, Partey's last season particularly, playing, you know, deeper, breaking things up more than Torreira. The numbers will back that up. What I think Partey offers more is he sees what's coming at him, but also sees what's an offer in front of him at the same time. And... That's where the the two differs, and, and Partey just cover, cover basically just is more coverage across the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Looking, I looked at his defensive action zones uh, map for last season. I mean, you can you can clearly see where you can kind of throw a, a blanket over the, the the main sort of central area, very deep between the centre of the park and the, the the sort of tip of the penalty his own penalty area. But you know the areas he covers, he, he gets gets around a hell of a lot in terms of on the ball, kind of particular two particular passes that's stood out one of which was like he like he seems to like a big diagonal out to the the kind of wide players and getting a move starting like that is that something you think that he'll be able to um you know help with arsenal and particularly utilizing the wing backs that they've got yes definitely i think um we've seen that a lot already that tactic um long balls uh over uh over the defensive lines uh from a deeper deep line position i can definitely see him fulfilling that role I think it's a building project I mean they've they've already said that this this was uh this is sort of you know part of a bigger transfer plan at Arsenal um you can see Arteta wanting to shore things up I think he's starting at the back which is why he's he's you know got the three centre-backs primarily at the moment um but again as I mentioned with with uh Nick kind of foresees it going with perhaps you know being able to eventually go back to two center backs and uh have that extra man in midfield i think i think you know it i think what arteta's trying to do is he wants at the moment he's he's getting results against the top teams with with far inferior possession typically so mm-hmm. uh against liverpool and community shield 40 percent uh chelsea and fa cup final 40 percent and 30 percent against city and fa cup 30% against Liverpool in the Premier League, and they won all of those games, all in a 3-4-3. I think what, what he wants to try and balance the books a little bit there and, and, and break things up, you know, try and get win back a little bit of possession there and and just balance the books, really. And I th- I, for me, I think you will see that. You'll see Partey being used where he's clearly most effective, which is slightly deeper. And, yeah, using those, using the width, and the speed and the youth that we've got down that Arsenal have got down the flanks. We've talked a lot about what he's going to be good at, what we what we know he's going to bring to this Arsenal team. Are there areas that he's going to have to improve in a little bit or work on to adapt to Arsenal, to adapt to English football, do you think, Adam? I mean, reading on 
you know, people that know him best, um, there seems to be a lot of confidence that he'd be able to adapt seamlessly. Sort of, you know, Kieran Trippier seems to think so. Yeah, but I think I think there's always there's always a period of transition where you know uh, the Premier League is different. But I think you know the evidence is from those, that, as I said, that know him best that he he will be able to adapt. I mean, he's uh, he's got, he's got all all the right attributes really in terms of being hardworking. That that ethic, um, and you know you can keep up to, with the Premier League pace, and I think that that coming from the league might be the biggest thing. But you know, again, the evidence is there that he can do that. His coverage on the pitch is is incredible. You're not buying a a, a sort of player for the future, which is which is you know quite a popular thing at the moment. You know, you're, you're getting a, a player who is you know in his prime years, really. 27. I don't. I don't think there's much more he could improve. To be honest with you, I mean, um, unless he just were to focus on one particular area. But I mean, he, he excels across the board. So um, definitely a good signing. And, to, and in today's market, um, the price seems very, very reasonable. To be honest, music to the ears of Arsenal fans. Then, by the sounds of it, um, just finally before we move on, we've central midfield has been one of those areas for Arsenal. Probably, you know, you could probably go all the way back to Patrick Vieira's kind of day. Various people have done it for a bit since. I'm thinking Alex Song was one. Is this neck on the line time? Is this, is this the midfielder that Arsenal have been missing for kind of a generation, do you think? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, um, particularly with all the, the stuff that's happened with Xhaka and... Yeah, they've never quite found... I, I think I think it's a, it's a good punt with... Uh, and it's it's relatively risk-free. I don't... I don't I, you know... I can't see this going tragically wrong. I think what what interests me most is who he pairs up with. It's which which role is going to be given to which. You know, I mean, you, you could definitely shore things up with Xhaka and Partey in the middle, or El Nene. You know, um, it's where Sabios fits. It's where that creativity uh, is going to come. If or if Partey is going to provide that, but um, but I'd, I'd say yes. I, I think that he's the sort of midfielder that they should have gone for over um, a sort of expressive, creative, forward-thinking, primarily midfielder. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think they're starting with solidity, fluidity, adaptability, um, and any other word ending in it by the sounds of it. But <laughs> I, they're, they're starting from the back, moving forward, and it looks, it looks solid, uh, and it sort of feels solid, really. I mean, that's the sort of aura that Arteta's giving out impressing a lot of people uh, if you actually look at you know what they've done and what they've achieved it's not it's not miraculous far from it in fact it's you know it's it's Arsenal at their worst over a long period of time but it's that I think people can see that something is starting again at Arsenal and um, it's kind of Project Arteta really. Sounds good to me well we'll take a very short break there and then we'll be back to discuss another big move Edinson Cavani's arrival at Manchester United. Welcome back to the inaugural episode of Laptop Gurus from 23. I'm joined by Adam Smith, data editor at Sky Sports. We've just been discussing probably the biggest move of deadline day, or, or certainly the biggest move of deadline day, Thomas Partey's arrival at Arsenal. Well, at the other end of the spectrum, we had Edinson Cavani pitching up at Old Trafford on a free transfer. 33-year-old striker signed on a one-plus-one deal after he was released by Paris Saint-Germain early in the summer. 
leaves the Parc de Prance as PSG's all-time top scorer with 200 goals in 301 appearances and won six Ligue 1 titles as well as a further 13 domestic honours. So he certainly knows where the back of the net is and he certainly knows how to win silverware. Adam, on the face of it, United all very, already very well stocked in the forward department. Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, even Odion Agarlo. Why did they sign Edinson Cavani? Several things, really. I think maybe panic stations. There was the whole Sancho saga. Who knows if that's going to come back again? But um, uh, I, I don't know where I stand with it all. I think there's no, you know, for me, Cavani is, is you know, I mean, he's almost legend status, really. He's one of those names in European football that just rolls off the tongue if you were to say, you know, name a top-class striker in Europe's top leagues. And Cavani's one of those. He's, he's got a whiff of Falcao about it, I guess, with um, Manu. But I think people are quick to remember that and maybe not so quick to remember. You know, I mean, Ibrahimovic did a job. And I think that if you're a Manu fan, would you not want Cavani right now? I think, you know... Sometimes development and your kind of resources don't quite align and you, you need a plaster job maybe just to bridge that that period of transition. And Greenwood looks incredible. And I mean, his, his numbers as well are, are you know, off the chart. Um, but he's still very much, you know, I think kind of embryonic, not embryonic stage, but, you know, it's it's still early days. And to put that on him, I think at the moment... Um, Without Sancho coming in, you could, Martial kind of comes in fits and bursts as the striker. You know, for a long time, it was Izzy wide as a striker, and then he goes on a purple patch up top. But, you know, you, you can imagine Cavani's kind of now, you know, in the box, you know, with, that, with the, the pace down the flanks. It's a quick fix, but I think it's it, United need that for a season. I think just a, one, you know, it's another year down the line when Greenwood can develop um, Sancho another year off his contract and who knows um, I think it does a job You're right to mention Ibrahimovic obviously signed and a bit of scepticism at the time wasn't there and went on and had a fantastic year or, or nearly year before the injury if we're trying to categorise Cavani and pigeonholing him into a particular type of forward what where does he fit because I'm looking at it and I'm kind of struggling with it because I think you know he got qualities that maybe belong in different uh, categories be that you know, kind of a line leading forward, a bit more of a poacher. Where, where do, where, how do you, how would you kind of categorise him, Adam? It'll be a out and out poacher in the box. I mean, it's interesting with Lukaku. I mean, he played very well the other night, and you know, obviously Solskjaer wasn't too keen on. You know, I I I I can see I can still see you know an old an old head in the box doing the job, and I think Solskjaer likes that youthful down the flanks. He wants players that can burst through the lines, you know, i.e., you know, your Rashfords and your Greenwoods. And I think just having a wise head in the box will, will do the job. I mean, he's, you know, again, aerial power. It's it's going back to also, you know, what Mourinho used to do is, you know, chuck on the big man with 10 minutes left and uh, whip in the crosses. And I think, I don't think it's going to be quite like that, but it's another option. And what better option could you get than... You know, Cavani, really. Um, that's that's how I see it. Only purely because I think Solskjaer has a very, very set style of play that he wants to, you know, he just wants his wide men pacey, youthful, bursting through lines. You mentioned that, the fact that, you know, the real kind of United of old identity almost. I think in, in the Sir Alex of Ferguson era, you would have, 
if you were to close your eyes and kind of pictures how Manchester United play, it's it's pacey wide men getting lots of good balls into the box. Perhaps, you know, a bit of a leap to suggest they're there at the moment, but you can probably see what I'm trying to say here. Cavani being particularly good in the air, and if we look at his persona radar, you know, in the top kind of percentile for headed goals across uh, Ligue 1 for the last few seasons... Is he going to be someone that will thrive on the delivery of, you know, the right delivery from from guys like Greenwood, Rashford and, and so on? A hundred percent, I think. And I, I just don't think United have have a, have a player of, well, they don't, of Cavani's sort of calibre, mm. really. And it, it just gives you that other option. You, sometimes you do just want to get on the end of things. Cavani gives them that. And I, I think, it, I think it, it's a good move. I, I, I'd, have, I'd have loved to have seen Sancho come to the Premier League. But it, it would have been like for like, you know, it's, it's Greenwood would have, you know, been rotating around. Sancho, you know, would have started down that right and Rashford down the left. Whereas now I don't, th- I don't think Cavani would start every single game, um, mm-hmm. but it provides an option against different opponents. Uh, and I think it shows a little bit of flexibility, which was needed. I mean, United have had a, a, a tough start to the season and the pressure very quickly ramps up there and to, ha- to have an option like Cavani uh, I think Solskjaer will, will be pleased he he took a punt with that In seven seasons at PSG he only scored fewer than 20 goals in all comps uh, once and that was his final season when he was very much kind of out of favour and, and out of the team and, and with the attacking options at PSG probably no shame in that what what makes him such a ruthless goal scorer, in your opinion, Adam? I mean, again, if you look at those XG numbers that you mentioned, I mean that that just screams really of someone of of a very high super quality, basically in the box, who's gonna who's gonna find that pocket of space. And again, I, I, it's it's just it's just world class. He's a world class striker, so uh, that's what Manu, Manu have got, and he's done that you know, at the highest of levels. So there isn't the question mark over, well, can he do it in the Premier League? I think, you know, he's played alongside the likes of, um, you know, the, the world's best, really, in Mbappe and Neymar. So I don't think he's going to start every single game. So I don't know whether he's going to be scoring 20 plus goals, but I certainly think he'll uh, he'll get returns per 90 that... Um, well above average. 50 goals in total in the last uh, three years in Liga, more than anyone else. Uh, an open play XG in that time of 15.81, but 38 open play goals. How does a player, um, you know, manage that more than kind of double what the, the expected numbers say they, they should have scored in that period of time? Well, either the goalkeeper's just letting them in or <laughs> they are... Uh... Outstanding, you know, other or there are, you know, world class striker. Just to, you know, as I said, it's it's, you know, he 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 finds space. You know, he's a proven world class striker. Uh, he may be thirty three, but um, to you know, hark back to Ibrahimovic, it doesn't necessarily mean much, to be honest. And um, yeah, I fully expect per ninety for. I, I think he'd he'd still strike similar sorts of numbers. Um, PSG obviously perhaps have, you know, well, not perhaps, you know, in their respective league, they do have, you know, far greater superiority than United currently have in the Premier League, which is obviously always worth, you know, and you've, you've, you've got some incredible players, you know, as I said, you know, Neymar, Mbappe, you know, Di Maria, I mean, you know, 
Well, you say Di Maria. I mean, he wasn't quite so good at United, but I, I still think he'll be hitting similar that in terms of XG goals per ninety. I think he'll still be hitting similar rates at United because um, because they 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 love to get it in the box, you know. And I think that why the wide players will serve him well. I think he he will find those little pockets of space, which is what he does best. I mean, uh, if you look at the that goal map, you know, they're all coming from pretty much inside the box. You know, the aerial threat. Um, yeah, it's a dose of what United need. Where's he going to end up playing then? Do you anticipate that he'll end up kind of straight through the middle? He's, he's played wide right earlier in his career and, and, and in France and in Napoli as well. But do, are you expecting him to be that kind of number nine then? Um, just getting on the end of things for United. Well, that's that's what I think. That's what I think United need. I think they've got they've got an abundance of players who can carry the ball. Um, they've got pace to break the line to to burst through defensive lines. Which, as I said, I I, I think that's a philosophy that Solskjaer really wants to stick with. You you know, I think um, you know you you can see why players. I think United's problem is when you know when when the opposition sit deep because they they really do look to carry through lines rather than dribble through players you know rather than you know you'll see Grealish running through you know five six seven players where Rashford's always on the back of the last defender and I think Solskjaer wants that down both flanks that's that's how he wants to play it's exciting as you say it's 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 that that's the way and I think that that, that I think. Cavani will, in my mind, just be that man in the box, eking out that little pocket of space and getting on the end of crosses. Um, I don't think he'll be there, you know, day in, day out, every afternoon, but he serves a, a purpose. And, and, you know, you could always bring him on if you need a goal late uh, mm. when the pressure's ramping up. Certainly sounds like uh, a solution at the top end of the field, but maybe the United fans need to be worrying about the back line uh, a little longer, unfortunately. Well, that's it for the inaugural episode of Laptop Gurus from 23. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll be back on a fortnightly basis to go deeper than ever on some of the biggest topics in football. Our thanks to Adam for giving up his time to join us today. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam Data Smith. And whilst you're at it, give 23 a follow too. It's at 23, the number sport and we're on linkedin as well ensure you never miss an episode of the show by subscribing do that via apple google spotify acast or pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking again soon <laughs>